Hey, bottom. I'm on the road. So I'm recording from my hotel room. I'm in between going to all these different podcasts with these incredible creators. I'm having so, so much fun uh, to promote my comedy special. Um, we've now got a calendar link for you to put it into your calendar. I can also text you if you go and get on my text alert on my website. Uh, all of this stuff is also available on my social media, my Instagram, yada, yada, yada. I'm, I'm so excited about it, and I'm kind of overworked. So I'm just taking this without video right now, very raw in my hotel room on my phone. Yeah, I'm really excited to share it with you guys. So head over to my YouTube. It's going to drop on YouTube. Go subscribe. Turn on your notifications. We have the live viewing party that comes right before the debut with we're going to have Elena. We're going to have Bree. We're going to have Maddie. We're going to have Mac and Jemmy. It's going to be really, really fun. And I'm nervous. I want it to go viral. So please. And then this week, we have my friend Kendall Farrell on the show. Uh, God, he's so funny. He's a Sunday school favorite. Uh, He talks about having a threesome and then immediately getting into a vigilante car chase with his Uber driver. And they are not unrelated. They come full circle. It's probably the best story I've heard on the podcast. I'm no joke. The best story that I've heard on the pod. So good. And he's hilarious. He's like a riff king. Listener, this episode is brought to you by Helix, my absolute favorite mattress. I am getting the best sleep of my life on a Helix. And you can too if you go over and take their little quiz. Their two-minute quiz is going to match you with the perfect mattress for you. And you'll be sleeping like a baby in no time. And right now, Helix is offering 25% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash gaysex and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. I was in Austin. I was opening for Rachel Feinstein. So I do my show. I get an Uber back to the Airbnb. I hear like some sort of a kerfuffle up ahead and I'm not really paying attention. The Uber driver is like, there was a hit and run. Should we chase him? I thought he was joking. So. (laughs) Oh my God. And so I was like, yeah, let's get him. He was not joking. (laughs) So my Uber driver fucking peels out. Follows this guy for like a mile, pulls out a pistol. There it is. You're an accomplice in a murder. <laughs> I know. Bro, sit on my face. <laughs> I saw it on Instagram. I didn't know it was for me. You had to sit on my face. Uh, <laughs> okay, we're gonna do the podcast. The hovering. The hovering, yeah. The rehearsed hovering. For the listener at home who's not listening on the YouTube channel who might have gotten that crappy audio, um, we made a sit on my face chair for Maddie. <laughs> a lot of people were like, oh, that chair is not comfortable, the plastic chair. They've been saying that a while. People well, were like concerned my on my face. behalf. Yeah, and Kate's behalf too. Oh. Um, but <laughs> really I actually would argue that chair is quite comfortable. Yeah, I don't mind that chair. It's nice. <laughs> um, but how do you feel about this chair? I, I, emotionally more uncomfortable <laughs> because it has a big no it's kind of incredible it's it's, it's ashley's a big face of my face and it's also it's not just it's ashley's face on stage so it's not <laughs> it's not just that i'm sitting on your face it's that you're doing stand up into my into asshole your, it, and yeah stand up into your asshole it's every time <laughs> well a chair Guaranteed every time i spit down <laughs> Ashley's You're face. You're about that pastor. Straight people spread wider than this. Spread wider. 
<laughs> Ashley's face doesn't have to be a comfortable chair for it to still be enjoyable to sit on. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I, I was going to say I can loosen up any butthole when I'm, <laughs> when I'm on stage. So it's the perfect photo for you to sit on. That's a, and if it makes you uncomfortable, Maddie, because some of our more thoughtful listeners are going <laughs> to be like, does, does Maddie give consent? No, but I also have a, I have a replacement pillow. Oh my god! It's There's so another funny. one of my face. If you'd like, <laughs> do you really have that on hand? Yeah, I do. I, I didn't even ask for that. The person we had this great listener did this for us. A listener did this. Yeah, a patron. I think. I oh love the photo my that they god! Chose. Um, I don't know if she wants us to shout her out, but she's awesome. Uh, <laughs> and we have an hilarious. insert of just the caning for the. Is that the correct name? Caning. I love that your fans are so deeply lesbian that they're actually making wooden chairs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually this was whittled. I actually I got this oh, fucking yeah. chair on That's... Facebook Marketplace for seventy five dollars. Oh shit! This is like a you know like a five hundred to a thousand dollar chair, so I'm pretty excited. But it didn't have a seat, and then I was like, oh, what should I put in here? And then. Someone DM me. It was like many people DM me. I'm like, obviously a picture of your face. And that's how this chair was born. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, it's, I, yeah, but for people who are listening or like, it's mighty uncomfortable. I'm, I'm, no, it's funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's very funny. It's very funny. We need like a disclaimer for that chair that says sitting here implies consent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Well, you guys printed out some stuff for my gender vision board, which is incredible. That's right. Maddie's there is something very funny about being like, embrace your non-binary identity, but also we're going to give you all the- possible. Yeah, yeah, I'll do <laughs> I'm going to make get clippings from my magazine. That's so funny. I'm vision boarding it. you have Tom it. Holland as Rihanna. It's pretty incredible. That it's comes Tom up all the time on this <laughs> podcast. I'm like fucking obsessed with it. There's a fish. Well, the fish has meaning. We'll come back to the fish. Okay. Well, do you want to explain these? Because I, I will. I'm seeing these images- well, yeah, let's actually do a today. comparison. Ashley's limp wrist. This is my, yes, love. this is Ashley's limp wrist. <laughs> Ashley's limp wrist. What do, what do we think this so is funny. for you? Because I picked this specifically for something. Is it for the rabbit ears? It's it's not for the rabbit ears. Is it for But it's for like the gay? type of man, boy, girl in a, boy in a girl way. This boy is, in a girl way. This is boy in a that girl way. That is absolutely boy in a girl way. Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> okay, and then we, of course, Tom Holland as Rihanna. Ugh. Very important. He was hot in that performance. It's, it really did it for me. It did? Right? Fully did it. What kind me. of guy are you into? Like, I have like a thing for skinny guys, definitely, <gasps> we for might sure. Have the same type. Like, yeah, I love a twink. I love just, uh, I like athletes. I have a really That's boring right. conventional yeah. taste. Were you into like the athlete guys in high school? I feel like. Yeah, I was for sure. Like, yeah, I had like, like crushes on other. I was on the swim team and I had crushes on like half of the team too. Oh my God. Uh, you know who was the cutest swimmer is Tom Daly. Yes. Very into Tom Daly. He's Tom really perfectly Daly. my type. And he's gay. This is, this is how stupid it is to like have a crush on like a famous person is that I was like, I found it's it. perfectly fine <laughs> for you guys to have a crush on a famous person and maybe patronize their work on their patreons.com <laughs> or go to their shows or sign up for their text alert because their special is coming out on April 23rd. Get a text when it comes out. Subscribe to the YouTube. Turn on notifications. Or fuck it. Just Venmo Ashley $50. <laughs> I love you. Fifty dollars <laughs> and a face chair. <laughs> but Don, when I was like in high school, I like I was like he's so cute, and then I found out mm. he was gay, and I was like, 
rats. That's there goes I my thought. chance. And it's like, <laughs> there was not a chance. That was not like a deciding factor. <laughs> that is That's really actually funny the least. Because, because people who are online will say like, oh, I do so much better when I'm single. Like my profile does like get, yeah. you know, people are more mm. engaged when I'm single. Yeah. And it does imply that people think they have a, more of a chance with that. Your chance is equal. Like the being, being in a relationship, whether or not, I don't know, your celebrity crush is in a relationship is not affecting your ability to, to yeah. woo them. The fact that they it's are a, a net, famous like a millionaire yeah. is why they won't fuck you. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Well, then we have barbells. Do you know why we did this? Because I'm trying to get into weightlifting. Yeah, you're getting into weightlifting <laughs> for your mask physique. <laughs> this one you'll never get. A plum? Is yeah. that like an ass play joke? Kind you know what's funny? of. My first thought was Timothy Chalamet in Call Me By Your Name. But that's what? what you is. don't know what this is? Oh. No, I know what it is now, but for a half a second, I was like. So this is from our Patreon Well, episode. I guess I don't know what a plum is because I thought it was a peach. So I'm it's stupid. It's a plum. Yeah, see, that's where I went this wrong. This is from our Patreon episode when you said you were into women of the plum. That's how I described <laughs> when we were When we were trying to respectfully <laughs> describe women with a like maybe a curvy body or a nice fat ass. <laughs> we were like trying to be a, respectful. A woman of the plum. A woman of the plum. I think that's yes. also a poem by Robert Frost. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly, exactly. That's a great Patreon episode, so go check it out. And then the second barbell thing is this is a barbell fish, and I think Sydney just thought this was funny. That's <laughs> really funny. That's going to the top. Yeah. Comedy over everything. Are those uh. one of the fishes that can just transition at will if they're like bored? No, I some fish do do that. I know, they that change is, their sex organs based on supply and demand. Why are That's we talking so about supply and demand? <laughs> <laughs> there are definitely some queer people who would like to be able to do that in the queer market. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, I would love like a retractable. <laughs> You're a man. You're a man. Retractable. I hope that is you it make battery it battery powered. Or do you have to plug it in? I hope that you invent some sort of like rope and pulley system, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then like patent it. Like an eighteen hundred patented yeah, wiener wiener. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. wiener wiener. <laughs> so funny. Um, well. I'm gonna be having sex like you know the video of the guy on Twitter that's at that piano where it's like bom, 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 and he's like pulling 17 different things. You know what I'm talking about? No, but it's I can like envision a, it. Like a Rube Goldberg machine yeah, yeah, for your pussy. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we're in the apartment. We're having gay sex. We're having gay sex with Kendall Farrell. That's this true. Week. Yeah. Ooh, Ashley, up for Kendall. I told you I was having gay sex in confidence. <laughs> that is a vicious rumor that has followed oh my me God. my whole life. Wait, I'm not going to make this your story unless you want it to be your story. But when we were on the road, you you had gay sex on the road. I did have gay sex. Yeah, I, it was kind of you bad form, actually. I fucked somebody from the club in Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> so it was um, this person who was a server. He came on to me, though. He was into it. So I feel like comfortable with it. Also, the feature has no power anyway. No, no, no. <laughs> there's there's no power for the feature. So exactly. So me, we're me on the fucking same someone level. on the wait staff, that would could potentially be a little problematic. Mm, yeah. I mean, I think if they're going after you though, then it's a little bit different. For but, sure, for sure. Yeah. One time this mom hit on me uh -huh. after this like mom server in if you're listening. Surfer mom? Hot. No, no, server. Server. Oh, server. Equally, <laughs> equally hot. <laughs> equally hot as a surfer. Yeah. Riding those those tip waves. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Very strong. It's balance. Ba yeah, balance. Exceptional. Yeah, sure. Surfing, surfing some drinks over to your table. Yeah. I made that work and hilariously funny. So good, <laughs> that, that bit that I did. Um, but she like, 
she came up to me after one of my shows and was like, you're the funniest comedian I've ever seen here. And like, kind of like, like put her back against like the frame of the door. Mm. And I was like, well, I think her name was Tammy. And the only reason I'm saying this is because nothing happened between us. I would yeah. never say anyone's name, but, and I'm not even sure that's her name. Probably no. not. But like, this is Tammy, devastating if she hears Tam- this. <laughs> this is going to ruin her whole week so if she finds hot. out. You no. know what? Let's bleep the name of the, the city. Because Tammy will know. She's on a, she waitstaffed my show in a city. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're out there, and I think you're a mom, and uh, I'm coming back. So please let me know. I don't know. <laughs> I, and I was assuming she'd be back the next night because I was like going to slow play it and not make it like a, mm. but then she wasn't back. She didn't work the next night. Oh, it's so such a sad. bummer. But we're in the apartment. With, oh, did you have a riff? No. Great. We're in the apartment. <laughs> Rabbi Gay Sex with Kendall Farrell, comedian. You True. are one of the best comedians in the city and, and probably Actually. the world, honestly. You're really just so talented. That's so nice of you. I have to be honest. I don't really know what else you're working on right now. Um, Just... I'm on the road with you a lot and with Rachel Feinstein a lot. That's right, you opened for Rachel Mm -hmm. Feinstein, which is huge. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I would love to do Late Night soon uh, and then, you know, hopefully record an album in the next couple years. So get on your Instagram and... Yeah, follow me at Kendall Farrell on Instagram or Twitter. Cool. And I am on TikTok, but I don't really post much. You should. I finally got back into my account. I was locked out for a while. <laughs> it's what so hard to get, it, to get in once you're locked out. I just really like signed is. in with another under a different email address accidentally and it thought, thought there was some sort of security issue. Oh, so you weren't like banned from a joke or something? No, you just like signed no, in? No, I just, it was <laughs> it was a sign-in issue. If I'm locked out, it's because I accidentally played porn on my uh, live. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you about that? Wait, is that a real thing? Oh yeah, that's it. That's, that's fucking no. lore. From like a long time ago, the panda porn. <laughs> Guys, there's a lot of episodes that's- that there's 65-ish episodes that are not on YouTube. They're only on Spotify, Apple, wherever mm-hmm. you listen um, because we weren't doing cameras back then. Uh, with this incredible co- co-host, Gara Lawning. And go Gara's listen so to those. Funny. Yeah, they're so funny. Go listen to those episodes. There's so many of them if you finish all these. Uh, and um, and they're video on the Patreon. They're still on video on the Patreon. But what happened was is I, I, I learned about panda porn, which I thought. <laughs> what is that? Like the so, animal? Yeah. So, so pandas were bad at procreating. So what they did was they showed them oh. other pandas procreating to turn them on. Oh, my God. So that's someone sent me a link while I was live streaming and learning about this. So that's what I thought I was going to open up. Panda porn is also a genre on Pornhub to raise money for panda conservation. That's fucking awesome. Where, That's so where funny. people dress up as pandas and have sex with each other. It's so funny and because- that's what got me banned. Having sex with a panda is illegal, but both of those things are like, I guess that's fine. <laughs> like it doesn't feel like we should be allowed to see that. A you know what I mean? A panda specifically so- is illegal. What is the wording behind the bestiality laws? I think it's any- Any animal. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying it's funny that you can watch two pandas fuck or you can watch two people, people fuck. fuck dressed as pandas. It's really like circling the drain of yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. are you after? You yeah. know what I mean? I do love the idea of somebody who's so horny that they accidentally save a panda somehow. Have <laughs> <laughs> um, you ever been so horny that you, you conserved something? Yeah, yeah, you contributed to you saved saving nature? the planet. <laughs> that makes I think lesbians like... are that horny. <laughs> like that specifically me... that type of horny. 
that conservation gives, horny. That gives me so much hope for the future that people could solve problems by just being extremely relentlessly horny. See, I think it's the opposite. I think it's dystopian that we're having to ha- make panda porn in order to save the planet. Yeah, and then people are going to like get in their head. Like you can't come because you squirt and you're like, oh, the sea levels are rising. <laughs> just, because I think when you're at a point when you're raising money via strange content, instead of just fixing the problem. Mm-hmm. Fixing the problem yeah. would be like, let's stop deforestation and mm-hmm. all that, but nah, we'll fuck each other. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the money's going to deforest. I don't actually even really know where the money's going. I think we should solve more of the world's problems this way. Just just go right to Pornhub. That's where they have all the power and people, all the money. People have sex in, a, in an igloo for, <laughs> to like battle climate change. I know. Yeah. Today sex I'll be sucking snow. dick to save the cranes in Africa. <laughs> well, let's get into the sex because I have a, a doozy. Listener, one of the best ways to support this podcast is to come see me live, okay? It's a really great way to just support the whole team and everything that we do here. So get on my text list or my email list. It's international, both of them. AshleyGavin.com. Go sign up, and I'll literally text you when I'm in your area. So you don't have to hear all these plugs. You can skip right by them. Don't even worry about your city. Just get on one of those two things, and I will let you know, okay? Because there's a lot of cities coming, and I just remaking this announcement over and over again. We all think it's annoying. You do. I do. Get on the text list, you piece of shit. I, I'm not, I'm going to bury the lead in this one. I'm not going to tell you the outcome of this story, but I'm going to tell you, I will tell you this. A Shyamalan sort of tale. (laughs) (laughs) I I see queer people. (laughs) (laughs) I, I've been manifesting this for a long time. Love it. This is something that I've really wanted. Love it. That I've never gotten to do. And I achieved it over the weekend in Tampa. Yes. Not, not the ideal place, I will say. Not sexual. a lot of dreams coming true in Tampa. Absolutely but not. But mine. We made something happen. Yeah, we, we, we made something happen. Tampa's usually where dreams go to die. Yeah, but you're oh, turning they, I don't around. even think dreams make it there. <laughs> <laughs> there are no dreams. Uh, in Tampa. Look, I love it. Shout out. You know what? I don't even feel like I need to do this because so many people message me after this show being like, I'm sorry about Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think we have to apologize. I think the gay Floridians know what's going on. Yeah, they've got bigger <laughs> issues right now. The queer community of Florida. Absolutely. Oh my they're not God. allowed to say yeah. gay. And shit and and Ron DeSantis um but anyway Ron DeSantis suck my fucking dick that I wish I had (laughs) (laughs) suck the wiener wiener I do love that Trump put out a statement saying that he's not gonna call him meatball Ron which (laughs) is just like chef's kiss like that is like Trump is such a like petty queen like he's such a sassy Trump actually is sort of like a drag character he really is he really is like that's awesome. You know what I mean? Like I don't know where it would originate yeah. out of other than himself, but kind that's of so a queen funny. in a way. That's really funny. The hair, the makeup, the suits are insanely tailored. The fat could, ass, yeah. the thick, thick, the like Oh, what's a drag queen thing that I can say? I know so little about drag culture. I need you to sashay away. I can't do it. I have more sashay than anybody. I have cachet. I have sashay. Okay. 
I don't know anything about drag. You can tell, like, gay people hate Trump, though, because no, none of us have ever offered to help him fix his makeup. <laughs> like, he's still not getting under his eyes at all. Like, he has those, like, goggle marks on all the time. <laughs> if there's even one gay person in his life, they'd be like, hold up, come on back here, Don. <laughs> but instead, all of us are just standing by, like, looking good, buddy. <laughs> have fun. In- you- the reason, the, White I House knew you were gonna, the reason I knew you were going to kill it is when we <laughs> when we hung out in Phoenix, you just speak in joke form. <laughs> like that was a bit with a setup and a bunch of punchlines and tags. He just speaks in joke. No, that's fucking crazy. All the time. <laughs> that is the way he speaks. I feel God, like that's what it is. It's like almost like learning a language. Like that's when people are like fluent in comedy. Like you'll meet like really big comics and you're like, Oh, the like on stage, off stage is like that's just how your brain works. It's like seamless. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, that's true. so fucking cool. Um, I mean, it sounds kind of exhausting to be around, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I loved it. I love it. Um. Anyway, so I did the show in Tampa. I get on stage. There's sort of a kerfuffle when I get on stage, and okay. I'll be posting this on my TikTok yeah. at some point. But in the front row was a kind of more masculine lesbian with hair about. I would say five to seven inches tall. Was it a mohawk or it was okay. just like up? No, it was just gelled up kind of against the laws of gravity. <laughs> and it had like, it was like black and had like a, it was either blonde with a streak of black or black with a streak of blonde. And look, she looked like a cockatiel. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. That's, that's, that's what she looked like. <laughs> I didn't expect to get such a big pop on that. So funny because I can, I know exactly who you're talking. Like that's not right? even a unique haircut. I've yeah, seen other people. You've seen this person. And so, I just didn't have the words to describe it until uh, you said that. So I, obviously she's in the front row. I'm like, you're a cockatiel. That's, I, there's no joke to it. I just pointed at her and was like, bird. And <laughs> and the audience lost it. And she was laughing. She was laughing. So I was like, okay, she's into it. She's the type of person that wanted to sit up front row and get called out. That is a type of person. These people exist. A lot of people don't want to be called out. They walk amongst us. Yeah, they, they, they walk amongst us, and we know because they have something horrible going on in their, <laughs> in their wardrobe. So, but then she changed her mind, got very angry at me, flipped Ooh. me the bird, no pun intended, a few times. <laughs> <laughs> she, and then she started really like her lips got really thin, and she like st- her eyes, like I'm trying to describe it for the listener. It was a look of. Like she was about to grab a worm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like an eagle diving from the <laughs> her sharp talons. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, there's I. If we had been outside, I would have been physically afraid. Jesus. Like for real, I thought she was gonna attack me. She was cur- cussing me out. No one could hear it because she was just sort of aggro. And I was like, look, I there's security here, and that was sort of just my casual way of mentioning to security that I thought I was about to get. Murdered. Yeah. So I um I mentioned it and eventually she left. I did a bunch of jokes about David Attenborough just <laughs> describing her peacocking. It was great. God, there oh, there was so much more I could have done. But during that exchange, this girl in the fr- uh, on the other side of the front row called her Johnny Bravo. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's oh, amazing. Shit. And I looked over and I was like, oh, that's a sick riff. <laughs> like, <laughs> shut up. But 
And then she never shut up. I like jokingly told her that I hated her. And then I started, because all of this is bits. Johnny Bravo is such a broadside. That is (laughs) a real like body slam. Like that's so hard to recover from that. Yeah, I'm not sure that. It's I, so final. I mean, where do you go from there? It's hard to hide after. I think I said Big Bird at one point. But, oh, shit. Um, so clearly this is something that she's a little bit sensitive about. <laughs> but why get that? My question is, yeah. how do you get that haircut? Birds are You've beautiful. Got, Cockatiels are beautiful, absolutely. by the way. And Johnny Bravo also here's, can get it. Here's what she, yeah, exactly. And here's what she missed. I started making fun of my own appearance. Yeah. Like moments after I was... No, she was still in the room. She was at the bar. I started making fun of myself. Oh. I said, oh, I look like I'm 35, but I dress like a middle school fuck boy. Like I was doing all of my stuff making fun. Like you have to be able to make fun of yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, especially when you make bold choices. Like yeah. it's fun when to get- When you make bold choices, yeah. you have to be there for the- Especially at a comedy show. Just yes. know that like, that's kind yeah. of what you're signing up for. Yeah. 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 So if you don't want that, like dress in a dark t-shirt, you know, like don't, yeah. Um, But you've like got long- you know, a very specific haircut. I do, yeah. People, I'm sure people roast you with love because your hair is beautiful, but also it's, yeah, you know, no, no, Tarzan. No. Like the you teen, say Yeah, the teens who live, I used to live off the Knickerbocker stop and there's these teens that play basketball all day there. And when I would go for a run, they would shout, what's up, faggoty Tarzan? <laughs> Which, it was devastating, but I mean, I can't say I don't see it. I <laughs> actually can't unsee it is the larger <laughs> issue. Um. So anyway, she had that great riff. I started talking to her. She, I was like, "Oh, are, are you guys friends?" And they were like, "Oh, we're on this two these two femmes in the front row." Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh, we're on a first date." And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." Um, and I didn't really think he, neither here nor there about it. They didn't come to the meet and greet line. But mm-hmm. then after the show, I I was super tired because I I had a pain flare the night before, so I I really didn't sleep at all. Mm-hmm. And I needed to edit my special, which is coming out on April 23rd, Sunday, April 23rd on YouTube. Subscribe to my channel and turn on notifications or get a text on my text list. Thank you. So I needed to go home and go through the edit notes, which is really intense. You're basically Mm -hmm. editing it in text. Mm -hmm. You're like, at this minute, I want it to switch to take the show one. At this minute, it's like really intense. So I was like, I have to go home and do this, some of this now, or I need to get a really good night's sleep so that I can do it on the plane. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I'm sitting down, getting ready to edit. I open up my phone. Mm-hmm. Johnny Bravo femme <laughs> messaged me Ooh. her and her date's phone numbers. Ooh. Just being like, come hang out with us. I'm an ancient lesbian. They're probably like waiting for you in an alley with like a (laughs) baseball bat. (laughs) They're with Bird Lady. The whole thing we were in on it the whole time. We're going to kill you. I was joking that Bird Lady was like an ostrich, like ready to attack. (laughs) But so I was like, God, why don't I just read exactly what the exchange was? Because I actually think it's going to be helpful. Yeah, I'm so curious. So here's the thing. I'm obviously in a hurry. I'm old. I don't like doing the dance. I just want to get straight to the point. Very hard to do when you you don't know. You and I are so the same about that. Like, I hate wasting time. Yeah. And, like, I have, I literally have hours. Yeah. I do not have yeah. any time. Minutes, really. I need to go to bed. Yeah. I have to edit a, a special in the morning. <laughs> so she says, hey, bitch, text me 
and meet up with us. <laughs> wow, she's so charming. <laughs> yes, very charming. <laughs> this is the Johnny Bravo yeah. girl. And like, she, is it Britney Spears? Like, ooh, <laughs> and then she... <laughs> what a sweet hey, talker. Bitch. She does this emoji. She knows the way to your heart. And I said, <laughs> the first date couple? She goes, yep, that's us. And I said, don't you guys need to do your date? Yeah. And she said... And, I, and then I told her, I was like, listen, I... She said, yeah, come to the place that she was saying to come to. And I said, listen, I don't drink. I'm old. I have an early flight. She goes, no worries. So then I just, I was just like, yeah. fuck it. Uh-huh. I said, you got to tell me what your intentions are. Uh-huh. LOL. Just to make it a little to more. soften it. Yeah. Because here's, this, here's the thing. Yeah. It's very difficult to make a bottom top. And it's very difficult to make a top bottom. <laughs> True. This is a bottom. True. She's not going to be straightforward with me. She went, ah, you know. That's what she wants to do. That's part of the game. But I am not going to. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I want this to be a threesome. That's, yeah, what I, yes. that's what I want. That's what I've been trying to manifest. I'm like two femmes because that's the thing. Mm. Two femmes. Yeah. And I don't want to bring my main maiden into a threesome. Mm. That, 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 that could fuck me up to see. Mm. So where am I going to find two femmes that are, they're attracted to each other, but they're also attracted to me. It's an impossible puzzle. <laughs> right? It's like. It's like a Rubik's cube. But God have giveth. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, what are your intentions, LOL? Just come hang with us. Have a fun night before your flight. Smiley face. Not what I wanted. Yeah. Not what I wanted. So I was like, okay, it's done. Whatever. I said, oh, I'm very tempted. You guys are very cute together. Have a fun night out there is what I said. Um, And then... Couple minutes later, where should we meet you? Ah, uh, right. Damn. Um, and so I said just to confirm, so I didn't uh, get myself in a sticky situation. Yeah, this is funny. I said, okay, I'm just going to be open and honest. Is this some sort of proposition? Because I took a Nyquil. <laughs> I was in a pain flare and needed to go to bed. <laughs> just like imagine Ashley, like the NyQuil is just entering her bloodstream while she's like strapping up. She's <laughs> like, you have my full consent to weekend at Bernie me. <laughs> Not the NyQuil. If you want to hang, uh, if you want to hang, let us know where to meet you. And I, I put in all caps, answer the question. <laughs> Stop bottoming. <laughs> and then she goes, ha, 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 okay, then yes. And I said, and she's cool with this? Ooh. She goes, yes, we're together right now. And I said, can you leave immediately? Because this is going to be very fast and anticlimactic. <laughs> I said, That's the so NyQuil, the, my flight, melatonin. So I texted them an address. They came over. Ooh. Had you had a threesome before? I've, Maddie, you know this. I've never had a threesome. Before. Really, really? Yes, this is. Yes. Oh my god. Oh my That's why this is such a big deal. A little late in life threesome. We love to see it. Okay, Damn. fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Some people never have a threesome. That's wow. T- to celebrate <laughs> your retirement, a threesome. <laughs> To celebrate getting menopause, I'm going to have a threesome. <laughs> Straight people don't have threesomes, okay? But some of them what? do. Queer people. They, it's hard. It's like it's they're more tame. Mm. Every queer person I know is at a fucking threesome except me. <laughs> so Wait, but it sounds over. like you had one. Well, the thing is, it took a little bit of time. They were both super bottomy, and if you yeah. know if 
if you've had sex with me. <laughs> you know that I'm actually quite soft. I, I'm, I'm still toppy, but I really like intimacy yeah. and I really like getting to know someone mm -hmm. and feeling close to them. And like, I don't rush into things. Oh. <laughs> You're so the, exhausting. So the opposite. Wow, sounds like such an experience. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, and I was like, I've never had a threesome before. I've never topped a threesome before. Like, I don't know how this goes. Like I'm, I'm sort of hoping that they just like kind of femdom it up, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. that I can, and I'm on NyQuil and melatonin. <laughs> and like, I'm a sleepy well, top. <laughs> you and I are the same in that way. Like I'm a soft, gentle top. Like sometimes people like message, my grinder says that I'm a top. So sometimes people will message me and they're like, oh, are you going to come and break me in half? Look, like one guy really, he was like, I can take off work tomorrow if you want to really hurt me. And I was like, oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> no, Jesus. Absolutely not. Well, that was the, that was the thing is that I, I can get, I like, I enjoy rough sex, but like, mm -hmm. I'm not going, oh, this yeah. is what I have a bit about. You don't just set that when you turn the TV on, you don't just set the volume dial to 60. <laughs> you slowly increase the dial <laughs> to figure out yeah. when you went to stop. Yeah. yeah. That should be for all sex things. For kissing, for touching someone's genitals, for how rough you get into sex, unless you know the partner. You know what so, I mean? Yeah. Unless you know the sound system. <laughs> I've had so many men who don't understand that and they just like, they try to kiss you, but it's like they took a running start at your mouth or something. Like they like a, like a trap. Like somebody just like fired a gun in the air and they're just like boom. Yeah, All I, of a sudden I've they're guys, like halfway down your throat. I've had like, guys finger me like they're opening a Capri Sun pouch. And I'm like, bro. It's, it's open already. You don't have to pop it. Oh my God. So that's like my sexual flaw. Philosophy. And so that's like how I was like trying to approach it. And I could tell they were really taken aback because they kept being like, aw, aw. And I think having just seen the show yeah. and being <laughs> screaming yeah. at the bird woman, being like, come at me, bitch, I've got security. And then uh, so going funny. into the threesome and me being like, what do you guys do? How did you meet? <laughs> <laughs> um, so finally, and obviously it's hard to say this, but I was attracted to one more than the other, and I'm not going to say which one, but the mm. one that I was less attracted to eventually went into the bathroom, which made it way easier for me to start with the one yeah. that I was attracted to and yeah. for her to just like walk out to that. Mm. And it was like, and I don't let people go down on me or go down on people on the first time I, the first time I sleep with them just mm. because of STD stuff and like feeling safe and vulnerable and stuff like that. So like mm -hmm. there were, it was t quite tame and it didn't last that long because I was drugged up and all these different things. But like, I did love watching them kiss. I learned that I enjoy that. Okay. So hot. I don't enjoy it. I'm not, it doesn't really matter to me in porn. I don't watch a lot of porn, but like mm -hmm. that doesn't really do it for mm -hmm. me. Yeah. IRL. Very cool. Damn. Okay. Super cool. And there were. In every threesome, there's a moment of intense self-discovery. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we, there was just some, there were some fun configurations. <laughs> 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 and I think I'll leave it at that because I'll get too too embarrassed if I say anything. We had a chair where I sit on your face. Yeah, the, the podcast cool is called We're Having Gay Sex. And the, you're the coolest <laughs> one. Well, one of the girls was a little taller than me, so it was funny but also cool. Uh-huh. Well, cool you're tall. You're pretty tall. Yes, yeah, she was yeah. tall. And so the coolest one is 
I stood on the floor and fingered this girl. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm saying this. This is really, late on us, Ashley. This is really very embarrassing. This is a safe space. I <laughs> I stood on the floor. Alex is here. <laughs> this okay. So that one of them went down on the other, but was near the edge of the bed, so that I mm-hmm. could finger the girl going down on the other girl from the from standing facing the bed. Does that, that make sense? Sounds yeah. like a nice way to spend a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I ask you a really personal question? Yeah. Out of curiosity, you don't have to answer. But then are you doing anything to yourself or are you just sure I've got another hand? I <laughs> <laughs> That's why God gave us ten fingers. <laughs> Honestly, the snuggling was the best part. Mm. Snuggling with two people we get it. <laughs> like, and they were both women of the plum for sure. <laughs> so it was just like a very, I was feeling super smushed in like an excellent okay, way. Wait, actually, that sounds awesome. Yeah. It yeah, does yeah. sound nice. I'm sorry. I made so, fun of you. That's really cool. Dreams come, <laughs> dreams come true. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Dreams come true when you make them come true. I did. I've been manifesting this for a long time. You manifest. And the best it. part is they What didn't... configurations do you put crystals in to manifest you have to draw out a six and then draw out a nine <laughs> and then draw out another six. Like you're using a rotary phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's my gay sex from this week. But thank you for everyone who made this possible. <laughs> All of my patrons for elevating me to this point where I could do this. I'd like to thank God and my parents, everyone who worked on this project. <laughs> Listener, spring has sprung, love is in the air, and that means you need your Helix mattress. You don't want to bring a girl home and have her crawl into your bed and feel like shit the next day, and then she takes it out on you and never sees you again. Help your boothang get a good night's sleep on a Helix mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash gaysex, take the two-minute mattress quiz, and you'll find out which mattress is best for you. And it's no stress. You get 100 nights to try it, And there's a 10 to 15 year warranty. So don't sweat this decision. But I know you're going to love it because you don't have to take my word for it. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash gaysex and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Kendall, did you have gay sex this week? I Okay, so I have had gay sex this week, but the more fun story was when I was in Austin last Last week, I was with I was in Austin. I was opening for Rachel Feinstein. I fly in. I get to the Airbnb. I some guys like hit me up on Grinder. Some guy and his boyfriend want me to come over. I have some time before the show, so I do it, and we have fun. It was like hmm, kind of average, like it was kind of like nothing that exciting going on. We just had like a quick little threesome. I'm in and out. I don't really like threesomes. Like I'm not really into it. I would rather just have sex with one person. 
And have I'm it be really easily good. Dist- I have ADHD. So there's just like too much <laughs> going on all at once. It's like those like Instagram posts where it's like one video and there's also like gameplay on the other one so you don't get like distracted. <laughs> know. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. 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 Yeah. A lot of my stand-ups going viral on those types of videos right now. It's so yeah. funny. It's my like, stand-up hydraulic like, press videos next <laughs> to yes, stand-up comedy. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> and they're going mega they're going mega viral and they won't fucking tag me. That's insane. Yeah. But also that's like what a threesome yeah. is. I'm like, you're here to be the hydraulic press. Yeah you know, squishing colorful sand into a cup, whatever. <laughs> and I'm there to do stand up yeah. comedy. <laughs> uh, it is. It's just like too much going on in a threesome or whatever. Like it doesn't really appeal to me. And like, if somebody, what app, if it's like somebody and their boyfriend want me to come over fine, as long as they're like both attractive and, I can, you know. I thought you were going to be thoughtful and be like, as long as they're both into it, <laughs> they've had a good discussion about it. As long as, as, long they're, as they're both fucking attractive. Yeah, as long as they're both bangable, I'm in. <laughs> and so I go over. We have like meh kind of sex. Like I finish. I'm like, see you later, guys. <laughs> I go back. I get ready for the show. And then, okay, after the show, oh my God. I, so this is a whole, As like, you finish your refactory period or yeah, whatever. Yeah, my refractory <laughs> period. Refractory, yeah, I don't know yeah. that at all. I've, uh, so I do my show. I get an Uber back to the Airbnb. The Uber driver picks me up in a lifted Ford F-150. And was there a large black German shepherd in the bed of the truck? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Was it completely unleashed, even though we were going to be on the highway? Yes. (laughs) And so I'm in the back of this like enormous truck. I like have like a bag of Chinese food with me. I'm just like on my phone, like just trying to figure out what I'm going to watch while I eat my food (laughs) as soon as I get home. And then the I hear like some sort of a kerfuffle up up ahead, and I'm not really paying attention. It just sounds like, you know, something happened. And the guy, the Uber driver is like, "Should we chase them?" I'm like, "What happened?" What? And I was like, "There was he was like there was a hit and run. Should we chase them?" I thought he was joking. So <laughs> oh my god, I really did think that he was joking, and so I was like, "Yeah, let's get him." He was not joking. <laughs> we pe- so what he what he had seen is what a some- fucking hero, dude. I know. So well, you know. <laughs> I guess if you're just doing Ubers or whatever. Yeah. But like, if you're just driving. It, it turned- doesn't really do a dent in your day other than picking up more customers. Yeah. <laughs> I know for me, if I'm in an Uber, I'm probably going to a show or a recording. Yeah. I don't have, I have then have to weigh someone's life. I know. The yeah. value of someone's life against recording a podcast episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think if I were the good Samaritan, I'd just try to get their license plate and, yeah. a, and an accurate description of the car, maybe even the driver and leave That's, it at that. This guy had, the guy who had done the hit and run did not have a license plate. Okay. And so what had happened was some guy with no plates. He hit, how bad he was his hit and run? Through, he hit a human? No, he blew okay, through two red lights. And on the second red light, he got T-boned by somebody who was like coming the other, you know, like from a perpendicular. And then the guy who had like gotten hit, but it was his fault because he ran two red lights in a row, just tried to like peel out and like <gasps> get away from the scene of the accident. Jeez. So my Uber driver fucking peels out, brights on, follows this guy for like a mile. Literally, like I went from, I thought I was, he, I really thought he was joking. And can then all of a, a sudden. What can we surmise about this Uber driver? I think a lot. <laughs> I was going to say undercover cop. You have like a German shepherd and you're like chasing after people. I'm like, why are you also driving Uber? He owns Combat guns. Combat veteran. He owns he, guns. He definitely owns guns. Mm-hmm. 
I would say That's he's definitely stepped soon. onto his yard and yelled at someone to get off his property. Uh-huh. I would go as far as to say, maybe racist. He definitely Feels like it could be. That comes out later. <laughs> like I think that. <laughs> yep. Oh that's, no. That's I'm where gonna, this is You heading. know what I mean? Like yep. these types of guys that like to play cop. Yeah. I think it's a loaded. Like of course. I you, thought he was gonna have a trans lives matter bumper. Sticker. <laughs> no, I know. But there's something yeah. about someone. So should we chase that guy down and go build a radical community? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. He went full like vo- like Dwight Schrute volunteer sheriff. <laughs> And so I'm involved, like I'm holding Chinese food. I'm now involved in like a high speed chase. He eventually does like the guy, the guy's car is like falling apart and fishtailing all over the road. And yeah, stuff. Yeah. so he eventually like pulls into some like side street and then like an apartment complex. This guy who we're chasing <laughs> gets out of his car, starts approaching us. And he's like screaming like, what the fuck are you guys doing, man? This don't concern you. And I'm in the back like, he's actually making a really good point. This <laughs> is none of our business. <laughs> yeah. And so it was at that point, the guy's coming out of our car. My Uber driver opens his door, pulls out a pistol. There it is. Points it at the guy. There it is. Totally unnecessary. Totally, he went completely like, unnecessary. He just yeah. escalated it. He's yeah. like illegal. I'm pretty sure In you can't be like way. citizens arrest. It's Texas. Yeah, he's trying to like Jesus. do some sort of citizens arrest. He calls nine one one by the way, and he throws his phone back to me. So now <gasps> I'm like do, talking to like dispatch. You're in the implicated back of the car. now. You're an, you're an just, accomplice in yeah, murder. I know. I'm just like I don't really know what's happening. My Uber driver is chasing this, somebody. Is this, <laughs> is this driver? Is the other driver white? My driver was white. The guy who was in the other car was black. Oh, no. That definitely had something to do with it. Yeah, I, would he have pulled, you know, like, what? If, yeah. what is that interaction going to be? I'm sure he'd still be angry at the guy he's yeah. chosen to chase him. But, like, when he sees the guy get yeah. out of the car. He immediately pulls out a gun, Jesus. points at the guy, and he's like, you just committed a fucking crime, man. Get on the ground. Get on the fucking ground. This guy goes back to his badly dented car. I think that he's going to pull out his own gun. Oh, God. Twist. He pulls out a terrier. <laughs> A he small, also has a dog? A small little dog. And he just like puts the dog down and tells the dog to like run away. <laughs> go. Oh. Well, I think he's at his apartment complex. So he's like the obviously, dog knows I, where to go. Like obviously guy, this guy is not the nicest guy to be in a hit and run. Yeah. But the circumstance, the, the idea of chasing someone and pulling a gun on the. I know. is fucking crazy. Yeah. Also, were you scared that crazy. you were like. Well, I was afraid that like the other guy was going to have a gun and then they were going to be like in a shootout. And also like this guy who we're chasing, he doesn't know that I'm just an Uber passenger. Yeah. Okay. It comes, it comes back. (laughs) It comes back around soon. I was afraid that I was going to get like. (laughs) This is one of the best stories we've ever had on the pod. This is (laughs) insane. It was wild. So my Uber driver is in like a standoff with this like guy for a while. As the as I'm like on the phone with the police, the police start to like we start to hear sirens getting close. It was at that point that the guy takes off on foot and like jumps a concrete wall and he's just like running into the night. And we're sitting there as we're waiting for the police to get there. I slowly start to realize that this is the exact same apartment complex (gasps) I had been at earlier that day. And so there's all this commotion going on outside. Cops are showing up. I eventually see the two guys who I had fucked earlier 
come out into the parking lot. They're like in their pajamas, all confused, looking around. I'm sitting in the back of this like lifted Ford being interviewed by police. I see them. I'm just like, oh shit, I can't let them see me being like interviewed by the cops outside the scene of like an almost shooting. And they kept asking me the rest of the week, like, are you going to come over again? I was like, hell no, I'm not going back. Oh my God. They want to go for round two. They want to go for round two. I'm like, I'm never going to go back to that apartment complex. You're like, I might never get hard again. again. Well, I was afraid that the guy, if I went back, that the guy who had done the hit and run would like recognize me going in. And you would think you're there. And you would think that I'm like some accomplice or whatever. That you might have a gun. Yeah. God knows what might happen. Yeah. He might think that I was like hunting him or something. Yeah. Because my Uber driver and I were in cahoots or something or whatever. You give him one star. I (laughs) didn't. Okay. So he, it turns out he had multiple loaded weapons in the car. Jesus. Including the pistol. And Uber is like calling me at a certain point to ask if I'm safe because we are obviously, we went off the route. Okay, good for Uber. Good for Uber. I don't really know what to tell them because the guy had told me like he has like a newborn kid and a three-year-old. He's like, my wife is going to be pissed when she finds out about this. This is such like a nuanced sociological scenario. Yeah, the overlap of like class struggle, but then also like race and and law and order and good Samaritanship. He was a combat veteran too. And he like this dog who I had gone up to before getting in, like, you're so sweet. You're so pretty. The German Shepherd. Turns out that dog has killed many people. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? The dog was also a veteran. Oh, the dog was a veteran. Yeah, the black German Shepherd from the back of the truck that was riding in the flatbed oh. on the highway was a combat veteran as well the dog's like smoking a cigarette I've yeah seen the it dog's all. like yeah so then the, the uber driver after like all this happens he's just like the it takes like an hour for the police to finish interviewing us and then you know of course the cops who come they're like you should be a police officer the uber driver Jesus. i'm like under no circumstances <laughs> Should this trigger happy idiot be a police officer? Are you kidding me? He almost killed somebody and he's not even on the force. Yeah. And who knows how many people were endangered from the driving? I know. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And anyway, at the end of all this, like I'm like in the back of his car, like trying to hide from those guys who I fucked earlier and stuff. (laughs) He just like gets back in and he's like, so do you still want to ride home? I was like, yes, (laughs) I still want to ride home. I don't want to stay here at the scene of an almost shooting where. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. What an incredible it story. Was, that happened within hours of me landing in Texas. Like that's, <laughs> it was so on the nose for Texas. Like whatever preconceived notions I had about Texas were thoroughly reinforced <laughs> by that experience. And Texas is basically an active war zone <laughs> in my mind. And yeah, after that experience on like the first night, I stayed to in my Airbnb for pretty much the rest <laughs> of that trip. I was like, I am not going to take any more chances. So, listeners, if somebody in Texas asks you if you want to, if <laughs> they're not joking, they're actually going to chase the guy down, <laughs> pull a loaded weapon on him. God so, damn! Yeah, be I careful hope in Texas. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad nobody was like hurt in the end hopefully yeah i was uh when they were interviewing me of course what about the person who got t-boned they i think had some minor injuries um but they're fine wow yeah they did the cops did tell us that they did have to like the other person did go to the hospital 
or like whiplash. Are you ready for this like to be used as testimony in a court of law? <laughs> <laughs> I already, I did have to give a long ass statement and the police were, the, the Uber driver was racist. The police were racist. Uh, I felt really, really? bad being like, involved like in, in the involved whole thing. in the questioning. Yeah, I mean, they were just like they were basically not really. I yeah. understand that usually the Uber, the people in the police yeah. in Texas are racist. Yeah, I mean, like what they is the at, like the police literally asked me there like for a description of him. I was like, he was wearing like a white shirt and black pants, and they were like, were you able to see his underwear? And I was like, oh, dude, Jesus, yeah. They really asked like things like that, and then of course like the. Like APB, they put out were just like blackmail running around. Like I'm sure the police Jesus, like did some awful so things funny. that night. I felt really bad being involved. That's in the really whole sad. Thing. It's really sad. Yeah, that's but, really really sad. Yeah, it was it was pretty fucked up, uh, and it was yeah it was yeah seeing that up close was awful, but. Well, Parts of the story are funny. <laughs> I was about to be like, well, thanks for doing this gay sex podcast. <laughs> Thankfully, we don't have to solve that problem yeah. right now. Uh, but thank you for sharing that. That was an awesome story and a thoughtful one. Um, it was a, it was a wild night. And yeah. I did. I bravely like a surfer attacked by a shark got right back out there on the waves and continued fucking or like for the a rest server, <laughs> like a server that I'm trying to have sex with yes. at a comedy club. Yes. Um. Well, thank you. That's great, gay sex. Let's do your sharing corner because you didn't have sex this week, right? I didn't have sex this week. Maddie's a virgin. <laughs> I'm a gay virgin. Okay, Maddie's I a virgin. Suck dick like a fucking champ, dude. Okay. Yes. Don't you dare. All right. <laughs> but it's time for Maddie's sharing but corner. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so on the she, they, the they is there. We've like codified that. And then the other day, this is very small. But I was in a full Lululemon outfit reading The Body Keeps the Score. And I was like, I am also a woman. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> looks like it's there Great also. Book, body Keeps Score, yeah. It's <laughs> devastating. It's crazy. Yeah. But I was like, I think I think the, the gender update would be, I feel like I am gender fluid between being a woman and being non-binary. And both those parts are in there. Mm. I don't know. At a certain point, it's like, yeah, I don't know. We get it. It's something in the, yeah. My dad said something really funny. Okay, this might be my sharing corner story yeah. if we want to keep it short. My dad. Oh no, we've got what? Where are we at? Like fifty-five? Uh, an hour. An hour? Yeah, good. Okay, it's just a short joke my dad made, and I want to preface this by saying I know it is problematic to me, but I'm the person in it, so it's fine. If anybody else said this, I would be like, I'm not condoning that this is funny. But my dad and I have a relationship where he's like very roasty and we're roasty back and forth. And mm. to me, it was like a nod of like yeah. acceptance in a very sweet way. Of course. Yeah. It's, and then the same way that me and Bird Lady could have had a beautiful friendship <laughs> if she had absorbed it as an actual, as a compliment, really, because I'm just trying to let Bird Lady know that I understand. Yeah. And, yeah, and my dad said this in a tone that was very like, we're having fun, <laughs> yeah. but it made me laugh so fucking hard because we had a really he deep- He called you the F-slur. <laughs> <laughs> we're having fun. Funnier than that, actually. He, really? Because we, my dad always, when we're talking, he'll be like, oh yeah, you know, my kid's doing so-and-so. And I was like, hey, I don't know if you do that on purpose because I told you that I'm like non-binary, but oh, like- instead of daughter. Yeah, but I was like, it really means a lot to me that you like say that. And he was like, oh, it wasn't even on purpose. But like, now that I know that, like I'll- 
make sure that that's, that's what sweet. I call you is like my kid. And I was like, that's so sweet. And we had like a long conversation about like being non-binary and like, you know what that meant to me and him kind of, he was like, I don't get it, but I support you. And like, mm -hmm. I had a long conversation about like how it feels and at the end. So I was like, yeah, so like I'll use like she, her or they, them pronouns. And like, when you say kid instead of daughter, like that really makes me feel good. And he's like, no, I'll absolutely do that. Cause you know, I know if you don't do what women say, they get really upset. Nah. <laughs> that's so good. That's funny. He's funny. No, but that's the reason that works is because that's very clearly a joke that indicates you're not a woman yeah that's why that joke works yeah it's mm. not like he's genuinely calling you a woman out of like meanness no it was very it's like, is predicated on him being like no totally i will do this yeah and there's a funniness too of like i know that my dad is like born in the 60s and he's like mm. he's like full disclosure i don't fully get it but i get yeah. that i love you and that this means something to you and i will like yeah. i am like down with it and i'm like yeah. that's it just it made me laugh so hard but and it also feels like someone has to be really comfortable enough with something to make in a relationship. If someone says that online, that's obviously like transphobic and fucked up, but like it's, it also is like a signifier that he's comfortable with it. The fact that he is yes. joking about yes. yeah. that's, that's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. So that actually meant more than if he was very stiffly that's, like, well, um, yeah, whatever you say, you know, it's yeah, that's, I think yeah. he's in it. I also think just cause I've, you know, I'm doing stand up comedy for some, some crowds that really I've noticed with young people and I sound old saying that, but I've noticed there's like at my shows, there's a lot of pressure to get it right and not laugh at the wrong thing. Mm. Like a roast joke is funny because it's, it's a, it signifies that the person is comfortable enough with mm -hmm. the community in question that yeah. they understand what they're saying mm -hmm. in such a nuanced way that they're subverting it yeah. on purpose. Mm -hmm. You can't have that without the other, like lately I've been doing these jokes. I, I have a large like neurodivergent and autistic like fan base at my shows. Mm -hmm. And it's actually like pretty fucking yeah. incredible to like, be learning this culture and community like live in That's the moment really cool. at the shows yeah, and like through the podcast and stuff like that. But I've noticed it's never the neurodivergent people who pull back on those jokes. Mm. Yeah. It's always people are like, Oh, holy shit. Is like, is she allowed to say that? Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But people who are like, well, no, I'm fine with her saying that. So I know that I have permission to laugh yeah. because I think it's funny and I'm of that. Yeah. Community. Exactly. Yeah. If like you're not, sorry. Oh no, no. It's like, it's never when I say fag on stage, it's never gay people who are offended or pull back on that. It's straight people who exactly. aren't sure whether or not they're allowed they're, to laugh. Okay. Mm. And, and it's, it's like, like, if I'm saying it, my I want you to laugh. I'm giving you permission just mm. by me saying totally. it. And I yeah. think when it, we, we often are like, oh, well, only if it's your group. And yeah. I, I think that that's kind of fucked up because it yeah. sort of means then that a white comedian can't do anti-racist material. Mm -hmm. Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Or like a... Uh, I think, like, for me, I know when straight comedians do good gay jokes. Yes. That's, like, my favorite thing in the world because yeah. they're talking to their community mm -hmm. about, and that's your dad, in this case, a cis guy, like, roasting you, trans. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know that you're trans. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> trans? <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? And, and that's, like, yeah. really important because it's the cis men that are going to pick up and be like, oh, like, this trans person is 
okay with these roast jokes and like I can learn to be okay with their identity and we yeah. can coexist peacefully and like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And there's something about it being said in a language that people not in the community understand. You know what I mean? Like if they hear a straight guy do a joke that is very pro-trans, like unfortunately for better or worse, that might be the thing that gets them to yes. like see trans people as or people. Like and if that's, the, if that's the hook they need to then have deeper conversations, like I think that's a positive I agree. Thing. I agree. I, I I won't say his name, but there was a comedian recently who had a trans woman on his podcast. This comedian had done a lot of like trans material that I really did not like and was like, I, but he had this trans woman on his podcast and his main takeaway was basically after interviewing mm -hmm. her was basically a huge, massive yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Massive. He was like, wow, like you're really a woman, which is like, <laughs> yes, duh, you fucking idiot. Yeah. But for his audience, yeah. huge for yeah. him to yeah to be able to have that very basic realization because a lot of yeah. people aren't having those really basic realizations i guess what i'm just saying is like humor can be used to connect people and when you're listening to humor like this really try and contextualize what's happening the comedian is gonna let you know their point of view before they mm -hmm. get to the joke yeah and then from that point of view in that context context that's when you're like okay what are they actually trying to say you know what i mean like yeah or i honestly like i think going in with good faith and then leaving and evaluating mm. after the show is my preferred method with yeah. a comedian <laughs> yeah go in with good faith yeah especially if it's like a comedian whose work you know and they're trying yeah. to do the right thing yeah I think it's just like when you approach like or these even kind of topics. Giving, sorry, I'm so no, sorry. No, 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 go finish. Just while I have the thought in my brain. Giving good faith to the people that you're, it doesn't always work, but like have good faith for the people who are trying. Mm -hmm. They might not always get the words right, the pronouns right, but if they're trying the way your dad is trying, give good faith to that joke because the mm -hmm. coming out process is going to go smoother for you if mm -hmm. you're willing to understand that they're not going to be perfect, but if they're coming in good faith... Yeah, you're not and you're not going to be as stressed mm -hmm. doing, totally doing that emotional and labor. I also understand like people's tolerance for mm -hmm. that being different and people's like relationship being different. But like the 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 relationship that my dad and I have is like that was the best thing he could have said. And it made me laugh so fucking hard. Yeah. So it's like because of the context. Yeah. Yeah. The context is like everything. Yeah. But he did. He did say he was like, are you going to say that on the podcast? And I was like, yeah, dude. He, just, ah. he was like, could you use this? Like, that was funny. I was really good. <laughs> um, but I interrupted you. Oh, no, I was just going to agree with you guys. I mean, it's so much easier to have these conversations when you approach them in like a lighthearted way, because it's so much easier to get people to listen when there's not this like heaviness over the whole that you've already conversation. How yeah. dumb. Because yeah. they have to do the work. I'm not yeah. saying that gay people have to do this yeah. work. It's straight people that need yeah. to do this, but we're not going to make it easier for those straight people yeah. coming in, making them feel stupid, making them mm -hmm. feel like they've done something mm -hmm. wrong, like they're going to get canceled, yada, yada, yada. Yes, it is a more emotional labor for us, but like I always say this with coming out, like your family is going to go through an adjustment period, but they are going to come around and it's going to make it easier for you if you can accept that it's not going to be perfect mm -hmm. and you can keep it light. And to what you said too about keeping it light and the humor and stuff too, like I think, and I get that this comes with a massive, massive amount of privilege to mm -hmm. say this, but coming out like can also be fun sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I hope that doesn't sound insensitive to no, the fact that it can be it is. really, really mm -hmm. hard, but it like also can be like a celebration of like, like for me, I was like, oh, this is like a puzzle piece clicking that like yeah. everything else in who I am works better now. So mm -hmm. like, 
if there are moments when it can be fun and lighthearted, like that's also like one of the coolest things in the world. It's like a new birthday. Yeah. Mm. All of this to say is like, we already know about the negatives. We talk about them all the time. Yeah, yeah. I really don't mean to like push that under the rug or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, and we're not trying to dismiss them and say they don't happen, but we're saying mm. like- if or you, to be like, just have fun with it. Like, I'm yeah, not yeah. that stupid to yeah. like, I know. I think, I think we've done enough disclaimers. I, yeah. think, <laughs> I, think I know. It's like, it, every right? one of these conversations has to have like fine print that's yeah. read out loud at the beginning so of it. Now. It's, it's very frustrating. What you, you said made me think context. of a good Amy Poehler quote, though, that I think about a lot. I think she just said, if gay you can, icon. gay icon, <laughs> if you can disagree with somebody without making them feel stupid, they might actually listen to you. No, that's mm. a great quote. I think about quote. that a lot. That's yeah. a really great quote. Wow. That's like ultimately a big piece of what I want my comedy yeah. to be. And I think yeah. you as well. Yeah. And you as well. I mean, yeah, that's the goal is like, totally, because if you can, the the end goal of a conversation across mm -hmm. ideologies or whatever shouldn't be to win. It should be to get them to listen and possibly yeah. see your point of view and hopefully come to your side. Yeah. And somebody's yeah. not going to listen to you if they feel like they're not being heard. Mm, they're going to totally. start tuning you out too. But I come from like a conservative family and that's I can right. tell people like That's why you were afraid of your cousins. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I just like I wasn't sure how they were going to react. And I also just like don't like to after a show, I'm usually tired. I don't want to have to have some long, weird conversation with my cousins or whatever. Luckily, they were cool. But generally, like when you're trying to change somebody's mind, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be a lot of small conversations slowly mm. over time. And if you alienate the person or if you bash their head, bash them or whatever, they're just not going to listen to you anymore. Like you have to like if you can approach it with just like a little bit of levity and without making the other person feel stupid, then you're going to have a much better chance at changing their mind over time. Yeah. Because yeah. they're not going to write you off as somebody who it's unsafe to get feedback from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I was going to say that I think... um Oh shit, what was I just about to say about, oh, I think having queer friends too, which I really didn't have a super big queer mm. community until Huge. recently. And it's like, because I think also like my parents, my parents are so supportive and love me and are like down with it, but they don't get the nuances of it the way mm -hmm. that like my other non-binary or queer friends do. Yeah. And so I think you can feel a little lonely if you come out to them and they don't they they don't see you the way that you see yourself or are able to fully reflect that back. Yeah. But if they can just go, I love you, whatever you need, and then you can get the real kind of validation and understanding from queer friends. You know what I mean? Because sometimes your parents might just never be able to and understand mm -hmm. it the way that you do. Yeah. If, that if makes you're sense. feeling yeah. alone, uh, find an LGBTQ center in your area or at your school, local university probably has clubs. Even if you don't go to that university, I would venture to say that they'd be fine with you show <laughs> showing up at those events. Um, if you need queer community. And then also we have a discord where we have a really, we have over 6,000 queer people and allies in there supporting one another. And while I think IRL is more important, this is a place where you can start that. And we have a map to show you, you opt in obviously, but you can see if there are queer people in your mm -hmm. area and you can arrange little meetups. Meetup.com is a great resource. They have a ton of queer groups. There are a ton of queer sports leagues there. You know what I mean? There's, there's my book friend, clubs. My friend Suze who lives in Vermont is a lesbian and she tells other lesbians that she goes and tries to pick up women at the pet food warehouse. She says, <laughs> that's where you can find all the hottest lesbians. Go down to any sort of humane society. Yes, yeah, like, ASPCA, You will PETA. find like-minded lesbians I think that's there. a good note to, <laughs> to end on. Where are we at? That was a lovely conversation. Uh, hour 16.
Okay. Well, we'll we'll figure out what we're gonna cut. What are you working on? Um, like joke wise or a fist ah. to the future. <laughs> <laughs> um, joke wise or just like uh, comedy wise. I mean, like if you want to do a bit, business. you can do a bit. I just meant. Where can people find you? And uh, They can find me on Instagram, mostly. That's where I do my best work, I would say. i got to start posting more clips. And what's your handle? At Kendall Farrell. Yeah. yeah. Kendall's great. You can see him on the road with me in Florida. I'm excited. Um, Yeah, it's going to be really, yeah. really fun. If you guys don't subscribe to my YouTube channel and turn on notifications, I'm going to fucking kill you. And you should already <laughs> be on the text list. Uh, maybe I can't threaten people on the internet. Guys, please subscribe <laughs> to my YouTube channel. Turn on the notifications because on April 23rd, mm-hmm. The special is going to drop. So I've seen actually working on the hour. It is fantastic. Oh, not, thank you so not much. to be missed. Like it's just crushed all the way through. Thank you. So, I really, yeah. I really appreciate it. If you're it. not subscribing with notifications on, you're missing out. Thank you. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. unreal. Um, I, I'm nervous for you to see it cause you haven't seen it closer too. you saw like a really weird performance. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm so excited. But yeah. Um, what do you, what, uh, yeah, uh, Instagram at Maddie T Wiener. That's kind of my big one too. Um, I'm doing a taping uh, soon. I'm gonna have like clips from that on on Instagram and YouTube. So my YouTube channel, my Instagram, those are the places to find me. Link trees in my bio. I have Maddie, a little zine that I do on Substack. Maddie also. to 20k. Where are we at with that? 17 point something, which is crazy. Ooh. Crazy. Let's see here. Fuck shit up, Maddie. Thanks for listening, guys. Patreon.com/slash/whgs to support the pod. I'm just gonna say to go over and subscribe to my YouTube and turn on notifications. Turn on notifications specifically for the live premiere party for my special. That's all I want to plug. It would mean the world to me if you watch live because that really helps something go viral. And there really hasn't been a woman in comedy to have a truly viral comedy special. There have been women who come close, but it's been a slog and very hard work for them. Um, And I'm glad they paid the way for me, but I also would really like this to go bananas. Not just for me, but for uh, women in comedy and queer people in comedy. Um, So head on over there to my YouTube. Just search YouTube, Ashley Gavin, and I'll come right up. And yeah, um, that's my gay thought for today. Help me. Help. Help me. (laughs) 